Good morning, everyone. Aloha. Welcome to the Neutral Zone. It's Monday at 11. I'm your host, Jason Schwartz. I have a terrific guest today. I have a moral light with us. Hang on. John is here with us. Amora is the hostess of Gutsy Women, which is on here Fridays at 11 a.m. Here at KAKU 88.5 FM, the voice of Maui. You can also find us on Facebook Live. You can also see all of our shows at MauiNeutralZone.com the day after and forever. We like to keep the library up there. And everything's found, of course, on YouTube where it lives. Um Amora, welcome to the show. Nice to be here on the other side of the table. I was going to say, uh, you're on the other side <laughs> of the table. Um, you know, I we were uh, two weeks ago, I guess, I was, or last weekend, one, two. Um, I was at a New Warrior training with Mankind Project out in K&I and couldn't get to your gutsy woman show at the Pro Arts mm. Playhouse there. You have had... Two at a time, pretty much, right? Two at a time on your show. On Gutsy Women, yeah, uh, right here on KAKU. What makes someone gutsy? Well, let's see. That's a great question. Um, The dictionary definition for gutsy is determined, courageous, and filled with spirit. So after almost two years of interviewing those kinds of women on Maui, I thought, we, we need a showcase. I want more people to see, see these women and see their talents, see their creativity, and bring them together on a stage, which we got to do last Saturday at the Pro Arts. Well, you know, I, I happened to listen to the repeat on Friday when you were talking to uh, Stephanie. Stephanie and Julia. Yeah. And Julia. Yeah. Their performance was off the charts. They created something brand new for the program, for In the show. Mime, right? They didn't speak at all. They, they were miming an, an entire relationship that meets in a restaurant. They fall in love. They get married. They have children. And then one of them dies at the end, all oh. in eight minutes, pantomime to music with sound effects. Wow. It was, it was amazing. I think they're onto something. That's a very funny thing. I'm, I remember when I was um, growing up, Marcel Marceau always really intrigued me mm-hmm. and his ability to communicate without speaking. Yeah. Well, you know, know, Jason, words are only 7% of the communication. Everything else is, is right? your, where you're coming from, your energy body, your movement, your eye movement. 7% is words. I mean, sometimes you could, look, you could look at Donald Trump and just think, you know, he's communicating just with his sneer. <laughs> no, way and beyond the words he uses. Before he speaks, yeah. before he anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, look at a little baby, how they communicate. There's no words. Well, has anyone done an in-depth look at Amora? I mean, I know that you've been part of the media world for a good long, long time. Yeah. Give us a little bit of history, because uh, everyone here, if you haven't seen or listened to Amora's show, Amora is a very skilled and talented and, re, I want to say, practiced uh, hostess. So you've been doing this a long time? About 30 years, yeah. 30 years? Yeah. You can't have. You're only 30 now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was a mere babe when I began. But you know, I got turned on to I, I have a degree in actually uh, from Northwestern in radio, TV, and film. Oh, okay. And I thought, oh, I'm going to make it big in New York. I'm going to get on The Tonight Show and be the producer and um, make a splash. And then I realized that uh, they were all owned by corporations and that you were all being told, kind of pretty much told what to do. And it, there was no creativity that I could see, it was particularly lo locally in Chicago and the lo local markets. There was mostly news and weather and a few little live shows. And TV was so complicated. So I thought, wow, let me take a look at radio. I see. Because it's so much easier than you walk like we do. Walk in, you turn on a switch, and you know you, we've got Tony out there, we've got Renee managing the station. But it's a much easier walk than the TV side. As much as as much as I think we learn visually. Right. Well, that's interesting. I think of myself as a TV show, but I happen to be doing it on radio because I take the Facebook live feed, uh -huh. and then I put credits on it and get rid of the beginning. That sometimes we get sort of a funny start yeah where and then i get rid of the end and turn it into tv shows so i've been doing tv now i can't even believe it almost uh 28 years here since they opened akaka i was in the first class don couch was my cool trainer well see you have a proclivity for it too i mean we all know that when you have a microphone you're talking to more than just one person which is for me exciting because my my mission in life is to spread it around when you hear something good, when people learn through their stories, that's why we just talk story on my show, not facts and figures and ideas and, and theses. It's, it's really people's stories where we learn. And the media can, can, can broadcast those stories. Like this very same station we're here at, KAKU, 88.5 FM. And I think of, of my show as stories, but I originally was going to do this thinking that I would interview candidates and then found out the FCC Equal right. time, right? And they give equal time amendment for all candidates. So then it was okay. If I have nine people running for mayor in the primary, I can't deal with that. So I switched to values, and I've been taking it kind of in, in groups. Mm -hmm. I'm now in the uh, environmental stuff. I've had a series of really, interest, I think, interesting shows with uh, people that are farmers and new way of creating power and yeah. biochar and soil regeneration. Well, let's tell the truth, Jason. We do these shows for ourselves. We learn and we grow as hosts, meeting and, and knowing so many wonderful people. And we get firsthand info, um, that way and beyond watching a newscast or reading a book. So we, we're blessed in that way. And I, I'm, I'm always surprised more people don't do this because it's a, it's a way to meet and greet the people you've always wanted to know and to get to know people even deeper, uh, the ones you already know. I've flipped it a little bit in that I'm inviting people on with an agenda and direction of what I want to do on the outside. I want people to see how things fit together. And if I don't get to show them up close and personal like this, the public is sorry about you guys. Mostly mm -hmm. you are asleep. <laughs> and uh, so that's I always what say I'm those doing. with ears to hear and eyes to see. 
those were the people the people that we'll be speaking to to that we're attracting. Oh yeah, it's been good. So, what have you liked best about being a hostess for your show? Well, I kind of just said it. It's it's doing that deep personal connection with people's stories, and uh, and spreading the, that message to to the world. You know, I was my mentor was Barbara Hubbard. Barbara Marks Hubbard, who is no longer with us, but she said, which is which is what galvanized me when I was in my thirties to get on this mission, that our media, that our uh, uh, media is our nervous system of the planet, and it, it, it literally, if the, if it broadcasts bad news and gloom and doom and despair, then the social body, this planetary system, becomes sick, because we're getting nothing but the negative, and when I heard that, I thought, God, that is so true. If you look around, most of it is either sensationalistic or negative, and let's do something positive. So that's been my mission: is to get an antidote to the to the to the good news, to the bad news called the good news, which we need a whole lot more of these days. Because I think that's why we're in such fear. We've got the media talking all the time about the coronavirus to the point where you want to scream. And um, enough is enough. In some ways, I think Blaine said it yesterday best at Unity Church that um, if fear is taking hold, it's just. Um, uh, out of proportion, because it's almost more dangerous than the virus, because that's catching. You can catch fear. I see. Okay, well, that's interesting. I look at this media thing now. It's a tough balance, because I think um, it's often said that what we know about what's going on is shy of really where we are after testing it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it makes good sense to be careful. Oh, totally. But not to be fearful. Yeah. Michael Beckwith said to at Agape Church yesterday, which we listen to every Sunday, is um, that the, the, the universe has just taken a nightmare, nightmare pill, a nightmare pill, because it's, it's thrown us into this tizzy, which um, is not surprising given the, the nature of the beast. But it's still, um, it's, it's still more fear than we need to have. We need to manage it in a way that is healthy. Well, I, I, yeah, and um, my thing is be careful but not be fearful. You there know? you go. And, uh, you know, I guess it's a personal journey for all of us yeah. in this whole Course in Miracles says love is letting go of fear, that there's only two emotions in the, in the universe. One is love and one is fear. Everything we do comes from either of those places, and it makes life really simple. Like, okay, what's your come from? Are you coming from love or are you coming from fear? Makes it easy. It does. But again, it, it's coming from love or coming from fear. But and you know that joke about the camel. But uh, tether your camel. Exactly. It makes sense to do things. Well, you're tethering. I see you're wearing a glove here. Well, you know, this is a my little tethering for you. Hand. <laughs> and if I'm going to be on the board, I thought, and, you know, I brought less things in yeah. to have to track. Yeah. And uh, they're being very careful here at this public access television. Radio yeah. station, which yeah. I very much appreciate. Did you hear this morning they were saying um, no no gatherings with more than ten people now? Yes. Is that here or is that everywhere or what was that? I know well, Trump know, was on the air this morning. I just didn't hear all of it. Well, what I've heard is, you know, where things are much more accelerated or where they're concentrated, like in New York or Seattle, then for sure no more than ten people. But it's a, a recommended guideline, and in just a couple of days or weeks, if if the numbers were and potentially go yeah. up, then they'd be implementing that kind of thing anywhere. Nothing, as I understand it, 
is nationally decided now. It's all being decided right. by state and local right. decisions. Well, the news this morning, KITV, said that we have one person who is tested positive who's here on Maui, and that was a person who was in Canada recently, a, a visitor. So it's not, it, it's not um, endemic to, to the island. So I thought that was good news, and it's just one person. Well, it depends on what hour you listen to the news, because... Um, <laughs> I, I heard that also, though that was a lady from Canada. Right. I remember that. But there are a couple of people from Kauai, and they found someone on a cruise ship. So I'm just saying on Maui, where we right. are. I understand. So it's actually upped since this morning. But, you know, I think just being careful is, I mean, God knows, God willing, it's nowhere around in our arena. Mm -hmm. And if we keep that going on, we won't have the big problems. And we're potentially very, um, what's the word, susceptible because we're an island. Yeah. So I definitely see But we're also thing. more out of reach if we're an island, too. I mean, it's another way you can spin it. I wouldn't spin it that way. I see cruise ships coming in. I see. I see spinning it that we're protected. And, yeah, well, um, we're all protected, like you say, by... By doing those things that we should do to protect exactly. ourselves. And in Hawaii, we have the aloha afraid. spirit that elevates everyone. That's why I think um, a lot of us are here, is it has a certain energy to it, a certain vibration that is higher than New York City or Chicago, where I'm from, or even Marin County, that there's something in the air here, vibrationally, that I think is almost helps our immune systems. Well, I hope that everyone out there who's in the sound of my voice has a lot of aloha, which is helping your immune system. And uh, I'm just glad that um, I'm just finding the first day, the days that it was happening, it wasn't really real. And then it started to get mm -hmm. real. And like you say, the media does its thing to get us all heightened to the point of could be fearful. Right. That's what we're doing here. They we're stir the pot. The good news. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's spread the good news. When you've had your show, I mean, I, I'm kind of am framing you with the fact that you've been really presenting and uplifting the view of women, which is really terrific. Women has been my focus. I've had shows called um, Women Like Us, which I love the play on words. Women like us, like we like each other, and they're like us, so let's get together. And uh, another one that ran for five years back in the Bay Area was Women of Courage, and that was because there was such a high incidence of, of breast cancer in Marin. In fact, I was just talking about this last Friday on my show, um, that we decided to do a program and find out why that was so rampant. And what I wound up doing is talking to all these women who had cancer, thanked, thanking their cancer, every single one of them, because it changed their lives in a, in a new direction that, that they really must have needed and wanted. And that um, they talked about their spiritual journey through this. So here I am, you know, back with women, gutsy women, talking about their journeys through cancer. A number of my guests have going through that. One of them, particularly my new friend Sarah, is rising above it like nothing I've ever seen before because hers is a terminal diagnosis. And I'm just so inspired by some of these women who are, who are doing it. They're out there on the, on the edge. Yeah, terminal diagnosis but keeping a good attitude. Oh, my God. She's, I get up every morning and I'm just grateful. And she's uh, invited me to chronicle her journey through her, her cancer journey to her deathbed to, wow. so that others will know that death isn't something you have to be afraid of. She said, I knew when I was eight I was going to die young. No, really? Mm-hmm. Well, I remember when I 
first got involved with Adriana when yes. she was going through her journey. And um, her good attitude. She, she was, was another one. Yep. example mm-hmm, for everyone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of uh, keeping a smile on your face and being positive and uh, growing through this whole episode. I remember visiting her in the hospital and she's saying, I'm kind of excited about this next dimension I'm going into. I'm kind of excited. I couldn't believe she said that. But now I kind of get it. Some people, I, I kind of wanted to die and go to heaven since I was seven because it was painted it was such a glorious picture of heaven. I just wanted to get there fast. Well, when you say go to heaven, what comes to my mind is your, your play about Trump going yes. to heaven. Yes, 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 yes. Tell us a little about uh-huh. that. Well, you know, after he was elected, I was, um, like everybody else in the country who are liberals, um, just was irate. Like, this can't possibly be happening. And I needed to do something to get my upset and frustration out. And I'm driving down the street, and I'm thinking to myself, just wait till that guy gets to heaven. He is going to be paid back big time. He's going to pay for his sins kind of thing. And then I thought, gosh, when Trump gets to heaven, hmm. It's a good name for a show. <laughs> and that triggered the whole script, which was just basically him arriving at, at the pearly gates and God being a woman. And the judges who send him back to earth are um, as little as a little Syrian girl born to an unwed mother. That was his karmic due in my play. And the judges were all a Mexican hombre. Oh, you were in it, Jason. You were the well, Mexican I, hombre I who you played the Mexican, Mexican hombre. hombre. That's right. Well, you know. <laughs> and I Gary, Gary Eric Molina, who was the original. He was the original. That's true. That's true. And Gary Levitt played Trump to a, a T. He was so good as Trump. We got the I got the wig and the red tie on, on Amazon, and we rehearsed. And the, the other judges were a transvestite and a um, African American man and a woman. And uh, Virgie Contora played a Muslim woman, and they all circled around him and decided on his, his uh, punishment, which was going back to Earth. Oh, boy. Isn't it sad? But it made we... me feel really good to write that. It's like <laughs> I got it out of me. And then we could laugh about it. That's what I'm saying about keeping your vibration high. Yeah. You know? Well, to me, the sad part is that we've come to a point where we just laugh about it. But hopefully this election will rearrange the, the game a little Don't bit. Don't you think? Yeah. I do, too. I do, too. Aren't we loving, loving being on Maui, though, aren't we? Oh, my God. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. I like this also, being out here in this yeah. this place. that, And that's why I'm always talking about self-sustainability. Here we are. The most remote landmass in the world has its pluses mm-hmm. and its minuses. Mm-hmm. But all the pluses are we get to be out here and we kind of design our own place here. We do. And, you know, for me, it's just the warm weather all the time. I, I was brought up in Chicago. Actually, I didn't leave until I was like 35. And I mean, I was freezing to death half, the, half my life. I didn't know any different. But it helped it, it get back to my frequency. It, it dampens your frequency. I remember when, when I met Barbara, I was in Chicago. And I said, I think I may want to move to California. And she said, well, you'd have to shine your light brighter here because it's darker here. It's literally darker and colder in Chicago and New York and some of the eastern states uh, and midwestern states than it is here in California or certainly Hawaii. You have to shine your light brighter. But here, you don't have to. You can just be your light. You know, you don't have to work at it. Well, like Ariel likes to tell me, this is the heart chakra of the universe. Ah. Right here. That's right. That's right. um, We had, you know, it seems that everybody that comes here kind of gets that feeling that this is a really special place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. 
So it's a good thing. Yeah, we are blessed and highly favored, I like to say. <laughs> so when you uh, made your way from Chicago, you didn't come here directly from Chicago. You no, San no, no, no. I had a 25-year stopover in California, Northern Cal. <laughs> <laughs> a little time in Southern Cal, but mostly Northern Cal. I also I spent uh, 15 years in California, in Southern Cal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I came here yeah. in 88. I can't believe I say 1988, and then I realized, my goodness, that's 30 years ago. Yeah, how about that? Isn't that extraordinary? Time flies. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I still feel young. Yeah. I think we all like to say that. Well, I think one of the reasons, Jason, you're staying young, um, and probably for me too, is you're still active. You're out there, you're doing this show, you're, you're, you're always at events recording them and putting creative projects together that really, I think, help your, your spirits and keep you active. Otherwise, people get depressed and bored, and they live on their Social Security, and then what's next? Right. What's next what's is just next. the final chapter, you know? What's next? A lot of the senior communities here, really um, very quiet, little, very little interaction. Because you live people. in, don't you live in one? I live in a senior community. And what's that like for you? It's been great. Yeah. I mean, I, I know some neighbors, and uh, but it's so interesting. We all have you become friends own, with them, or yeah, but I, to be able to keep our own uh, privacy and distance, so we find that we don't often, as a group, get together. But we know each other and helpful for each other as we all can be. Nice, good, which is a good thing. Good, but um, uh, it's been really very respectful because sometimes in. I remember when I was in college and I lived on a hall with others. Mm -hmm. It just, the lack of privacy was always an issue. Yeah. These seniors seem to maintain their own separate space. Did you get together, though, as a community? Um, in, in a shared space? or a, Only like a, in theory. Uh-huh. I mean, we have, I'm in a fortunate place that's only like 56 units total. Uh-huh. And uh, if we get a gathering, if we get 10 people, we're lucky. Really? It's too bad because I think when you're older, you need to know that other people are around. You need to know their names. If you need help right away, it seems like the people around you would be the ones you would call on. If you lived in one of these places, you'd be surprised to see there are no names on the mailbox. Really? There is no directory. Why? If you don't know who lives in Unit 3, you don't know who lives in Unit Come 3. On. You could be next door. Why do you think that is? Because of the privacy and because they don't want everyone to be hit on and found and they don't want it to be so there's no wow. soliciting in the building. Uh -huh. If you say who's in Unit 9, the managers don't tell you who's in Unit Jeepers. 9. Jeepers, you're like a non-entity. Yeah. Does that work for you? It's been working for really? me. Really? Okay. But I get to know people because I see them and we all, I say we all, many of us, are friendly and say, hi, yeah. where do you live? Yeah. Are you in this complex? I haven't seen you around. Are you new here? Like that. Yeah, good. I, I think it's yeah. good you interact with them. And some of these people don't drive. And they're, you know, yeah. this MEO system, Maui Economic Opportunity, has these buses that run in and out of our place driving mm -hmm. all kinds of people. That's so great, though. At least they can get out. Talk about um, a funny system. The bus comes and takes them and takes them back. 
What an incredible mm-hmm. service. It's a huge service. It's like having your own taxi. Yeah, yeah. And you get, you get your life back instead of being at home in front of the TV, yeah. you know, which is what happens to, to most older people. And I also, I exercise a lot. Sometimes going to the gym, but I find myself taking nice walks every day, which is a great thing Good. to say. Like you say, staying young, staying active so exactly. you don't sort of stiffen up. Staying stimulated, <laughs> motivated. <laughs> exactly. You know, I wanted to say something I learned yesterday on a uh, video that my upstairs neighbor, whose name is also Jason, um, sent out because his son is a healthcare practitioner. And it was an interesting theory around, not even a theory, a scientific fact that the virus begins in the sinus cavities. And they did a whole diagram to sh- see where it is eventually originates. And if you immediately, when you might get a little bit of a symptom, heat up your, um, this even suggested using a blow dryer to warm up the entire sinus cavity area. And that kills them upon, as soon as they enter the body, if you can catch them fast enough. It's a very interesting thing. I've seen so many different solutions. Well, the one about but how the simple hair is that? You 140 know? degrees. I think it was 130, 140 degrees. So use a blow dryer and aim it there. And right. Keep yourself dry. Right. Another one I heard is to take a sip of water every 15 minutes because when it goes into the stomach, the acids of the stomach would kill it. But that it, it stays in that nasal uh, cavity there uh-huh. because of the heat. Be, because it's. Um, not because of the heat, because it's cooler, because it's getting air cooled going in. Mm. So that whole cavity is cooler than the rest of but the But that's body. the opposite of what the blow dryer is about, well, right? Well, I'm saying the, cool, the reason that it, in the body it hangs in the nose and this uh-huh. is because the air coming in keeps that area cooler. Right. So the heat from a dryer is what breaks, is it, up. What breaks it up. Yeah. Yeah, and by having it where if you swallow every fifteen minutes, the thought is that it goes down to an area where your body can destroy it. Ah, which is interesting. Yeah, well, there's a positive spin. I just wish we had more of that going on. Yeah, you know, instead of this, these, you know, oh my God, we're going to run out of hospital beds. We're going to run out of hair dryers. A hair dryer, and we're to- not to mention <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> Oh, toilet paper is already a problem. Really? We're going to take a break for our sponsors. We are here at the Neutral Zone. I am here with the hostess of Gutsy Women, Amora St. John. And we will be back in just a few minutes, and we will be continuing our conversation. Let me go reach over for the button. The Neutral Zone with me, Jason Schwartz, would like to sincerely thank David Bryan for his support. David was founder and head of school at New Road School in Santa Monica, California, and is the board chair at the Ojai Foundation and on the board for Brave New Films. The Neutral Zone is heard live Mondays at 11 a.m. here on KAKU 88.5 FM, the voice of Maui, and again on Saturdays at 7 a.m., as well as on TV and on MauiNeutralZone.com. Want to host your own radio talk show? You can. Once every month, KAKU 88.5 FM offers an introduction to radio class at Akaku Plaza at 333 Dairy Road in Kahului. This introduction to radio will get your feet wet and show you what you need to do to get started. Interested? Call us at 871-5554 for more information and registration. 
Flesh-eating bacteria may be an unusual ally in medical science. The wonder of genetic engineering is that we can take a quite scary bacterium has the potential to cause this flesh-eating disease and then we can make it entirely safe. So safe it can be used inside you as a super glue. New materials on the next Big Picture Science. After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in point one miles. <sighs> Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jason Schwartz, host of The Neutral Zone. KAKU is a listener-supported station. This means that all of the great programs you hear, like mine, are sponsored by you as well as our underwriters. If you would like to help keep the voice of Maui talking loud and clear, go to kakufm.org slash donate today and give. And don't miss the Neutral Zone Mondays at 11 a.m. on 88.5 FM, the voice of Maui. We are back. I'm Jason Schwartz here with Amora St. John on the Neutral Zone. It's anything but neutral. Uh, Amora is the hostess of Gutsy Women, which is on here, KAKU, Fridays at 11 a.m. and Saturday, repeat at 2 2 p.m. So that's always a good thing. And I understand that they're now taking our shows from radio, and we're also putting them on TV. So everyone has... On Akaku television. Community television. Yeah. Now, a shout out to community radio and television. This is our channel. It's the people's channel versus NBC and, you know, even PBS. We are the ones to, to program it and share our views and our ideas. So I just want to say anyone out there who has a... A proclivity for media and, the, and seeing the power of it to get their own show here. Yeah, and I like to put all the shows up so that there's a permanent, easy, available library of past shows. Yeah, I know they have that available through the website, but it's a little cumbersome. Yeah. so well, I actually created a website. Good for, for you. These shows. What I do is um, thanks to Tony, our erstwhile engineer, he got me onto a Facebook page for Gutsy Women. So I put most of my shows there. So anyone who wants to see a backlog of them, I don't know if they last forever, but uh, there they are. I think they do last forever. The only thing that I've seen is some people don't have Facebook and people are pulling, pulling away from Facebook. Well, that's true. For a variety of reasons. Yeah. So I, anyway, I put it on the regular web and sit the stuff on YouTube. And you're a lot more technical than me, J- Jason, no, I have no, to no. say. Just, you know, just by necessity over the years, yeah. you know. Yeah. But you know what's really been a great thing for me? I've mm-hmm. gone to the University of Hawaii Maui College now for a few years. And my thing is, I would like to see the young people uh, being apprentice to those with more experience to try to find a way to get them more involved. Like here. a mentoring program. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really strange in that here at, uh, at uh, Akaku and KAKU, they use Final Cut Pro and iMovie. At the college, they use Adobe Premiere as the editing software. Hmm. So, and never if, the twain shall meet. Well, you know, it's like if when I've learned 
iMovie, and then we they switched to Final Cut Pro, and things are in a little different places. Yeah. And now over Adobe Premiere, you have to learn, again, new places for everything. And with my eyesight getting less and less. Yeah, that's you know, true. Available. I agree. You know, it would be nice to keep it simple. I have found that, you know, when I there at the college, there are lots of young people that would like to be doing things mm -hmm. with media. Mm -hmm. The biggest question is, when you get out of school, where are you going to be able to use those skills for work here on island? Yeah. And that bridge has not really it's, been addressed. It's an important bridge, too. Otherwise, and, they head out to the mainland. Well, and so all the talented people, we train them and mm -hmm. ship them. Train mm -hmm. them and ship them. And um, that's sad. So um, my goal is to get them to go from that environment into this environment. And also, with the Maui Arts and Music Association, link up with the mainland to try to create productions here. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I'm in the process, you know, I've been talking about it a long time. Yeah, well, we're a magnet for good talent here. I mean, We have tremendous talent here. Yeah. And, and the young people coming up, there's tremendous talent. There is. But then we, like your gal that was on your show Friday, Julia. Mm-hmm. She's 19 years old, and she's leaving Maui to go to, to New, New York. York. Yeah. Well, it's good for her, but Maui keeps losing a lot of our people, a lot of our young people and our graduates to the mainland because of lack of really any mm -hmm. clear direction of how to use it here. So, yeah, and also lack of uh, funding for their dream and vision. That, you know, they, there's no uh, business that's going to hire them to do their, strut their stuff. If, right. they, if they're a musical talent, you know, they're probably going to find more paid work in New York or no California. Question. I mean, I had, um, I went and worked for one production company that came here, a summer job. We had an opportunity to work with a production company. And right there on the set, they're telling me, look, you have more opportunity to be working in the industry because you've been here, even though you've just been a production assistant, than all that college. We don't even look at the college. Yeah, it's that, true. It's amazing. It's a personal fear. growth thing, I think, it college. It is clearly who you know. It's who you know and just having a base of knowledge that will serve you well in life. It's basically getting yourself out there. And how many of us say, oh, look at that. That's Joe Blow's son. That's Mary Joe's daughter. And they're like the same thing. We see this... The people that are acting, their parents were actors. Yeah. Their parents were producers. Yeah. It's really that. Well, you know, I remember asking Gary Levitt, who did, who played Trump in my show, sure. who's a wonderful actor and a great musician, a chor choral leader, orchestra leader, and um, and a singer. And I said, Gary, don't you know you 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 are so talented? You could easily be making a living in New York City or St. Louis, you know, where there's a bigger market. And he said, no, 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 no. I'd rather work for free in the theater, do what I love, and then separate that from my work life and stay on Maui. That was his trade-off. And I think, you know, he made a clear decision. Oh, yeah. To and I've heard that a lot. Where he works for the county, and he'll work until he, you know, has to retire, and then he'll be able to fall back on theater full-time. But in the meantime, all these talented people basically don't earn a living <laughs> from what they're doing. And it is such a commitment. To it's be a in huge commitment. The amount of times in rehearsals. Oh my God, you got to love it, and they do love it. That's why they do it. Well, I know there's a gentleman here that I met. Uh, you know, Mark Beltzman. Do you know Mark Beltzman? Maui Improv. Oh yes, yes, yes. I know that is. Mm -hmm. And um, he's here, and he's been in a zillion movies and productions, Second City in Chicago, etc. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And here he is now, you know, from long distance. It's amazing now because you can do auditions long distance with tape. That's Why true. Why do I hear someone talking in my ear? I don't know. Who's talking in my ear? <laughs> Remember, it's community radio, folks. I think it's just a bleed. <laughs> it's almost like I'm hearing commercials running over huh. there. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, we have tremendous people here, and we're learning to do things from long distance. And so hopefully the media, I mean, we're all going to get an opportunity to learn how to use Skype and Zoom and FaceTime and... It's with, true. With all that's going yeah, on Yeah, the kids now, are going to learn online now. We're going to become little isolated people yeah. where it won't matter where you are. You'll yeah. be in isolation, at least yeah. for a while. If we weren't isolated before, we are now, right? But it'll teach us a lot of the skills that we're going to need that maybe will bring the mainland closer in hmm. terms of opportunity hmm. for some of our young people. Yeah, well, if Talk we can model how to, how to move through a crisis with grace and ease and even some modicum of joy, that yeah. would be a good thing. That would be a very good thing. So what happened yesterday at Unity? I didn't go yesterday. Oh, um, Blaine. Blaine Tinsley, who was my former housemate of mine and just a wonderful man um, who's gotten very, very skilled at delivering these talks that just kind of hit home. And he did an entire um, presentation on the importance of managing this disease, not just from the physical standpoint, but from a spiritual and emotional standpoint as well and what to do around the fear thing that takes over and to be cautious but not crazy that kind of thing and um just all, his advice was just so right on in terms of not being swept away by this this contagion on the media well that's good and i know that they have a um a facebook live feed and the thing they do really up on and on youtube facebook also. yeah just oh, you just have to google unity uh, maui right unity and you can access Maui. it dot org yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Blaine is uh, getting better. And Have better. you had him on the show? He'd be a great guest for you. Oh uh, well, I, I haven't yet. I've been doing, like I said, I've been doing it by subject groups. Oh, I see. And um, you know, with after a while, I think, oh, I have a unique guest, and then I find they've been on Bill Best show, I know. and they've been on a Morris <laughs> show, and a Nurse Practitioner uh-huh. show, and they've been around. So I have. Uh, I'm kind of going in my own. That's how I've been doing it. I think that's a good way. In my own direction. Yeah. Choosing subjects like in this guy that came from Montana, Michael Smith was sitting here, who was featured in the movie The Need to Grow. Mm-hmm. By doing a show before about farming and the shows afterwards that support these ideas, I'm trying to show our public groups of people and how they relate. Yeah. So that as things go on, they have a resource to hear in more detail about things, about a certain subject. Mm-hmm. That's how I've been doing it. I think that's brilliant. That's yeah, yeah, good. yeah. Like I have a guy coming next week about structured water. Ah, I've heard about structured water. Now, again, whether one believes it or not or think it or not, I thought that would be an interesting subject yeah, to bring on. For because, sure. Because, you know, it's like I know people that take water and turn it into hydrogen and... and hydrogen and oxygen for health. So I like to bring on things just to get the public thinking and mm-hmm. looking and exploring mm-hmm. and 
positive, like mm-hmm. you say. I like to take a negative thing and try to show positive things that yeah. we can do and people that are working in a positive way. Exactly. You know, we were on that boat uh, for our whale watching trip with a kaku and a wonderful Jay yeah, nice April, thing. who's such a great, a great guy. He's the CEO here of uh, a kaku media center. And I, I haven't pitched him this idea yet. And I don't think it's, I'm not sure it's mine to do, but you know, a lot of stuff that comes out of here is news, newsworthy st- things. And again, like I said, a lot of it is just what's not working instead of what is working. What's the breakdown rather than the breakthrough. And I was going to suggest that we, they do an ongoing series called the positive spin and bring people in who have another take on the, on the crisis, who can see that crisis is an opportunity, which is the Chinese way of looking at life. Every crisis is an opportunity. So bringing that kind of perspective uh, to Maui as terms of a news offering that would be a totally different way of, of perceiving it would be a really cool thing to do. Jay, if you're listening, <laughs> you just want to know. Well, that's kind of why I created this neutral zone. I think of it as positive in that Mike Molina, a councilman, always remembers. Whenever I get to him, he always tells me, you told me to put down the sword. You put down the sword. Good. I don't go into these interviews looking to take Debate. someone and cut them up. Mm-mm. I'm in there to see what do we have in common. Mm-hmm. What can we agree on? And yeah. once we do, we realize... We're not adversarial at all. We all want those solutions together. And another great thing to do is a call to action. Again, I learned that from Barbara Hubbard. After every presentation, she would say, okay, now what can we do in the real world? And so I had a call to action at my Gutsy Women Showcase. And that was a call to action for people to get out and vote and register and tell their friends. And here's the new system on Maui. And Judy Levy, who I love, Dearly, who is, is, I call her a social and spiritual activist, got up and did the call to action. And um, that way people weren't just sitting there being entertained. They were being empowered as well. Right. Well, you know, that old story, it's a, whenever you find different groups getting together, they realize vision is one thing. But if you don't take action, you're just a dreamer. Exactly. That's why I formed my organization <laughs> called the Dream Makers, because it's more than just dreaming. It's dreams plus the mm-hmm. action. To create the results yeah. that we all want. Yeah, and co-creation. Uh, work, I like a great example was this show I just did with Lynn McEwen yeah. over at Pro Arts. She was a great partner, and we co-created the whole thing together along with Steffi Garrett. And um, that made it fun for me rather than having to take on the burden of having to do all the promotion and the marketing and the tick sales and all the things that go into doing a show. So finding that your co-creative team is a big part of making it work. You've been real good at getting groups of teammates yeah really action good. by attraction right that's great and lynn McEwen is so talented she's amazing she sang a song a beautiful heart-wrenching song from the musical uh waitress that i don't even remember the name of it but it was so poignant and touching there were there was beautiful moments in that show that uh that we're hoping i'm going to see if i can get my friend Susie out there at the front desk to help me make a little video of some so of the highlights have, so you do have a it's, uh, it's some Okay. But not a lot. Just little snippets. I see. Next year I'll tape the whole thing. We're going to do it every year. Well, you know, I keep telling people out there, and I, <laughs> I'll say it again. All of us are armed with these cameras in our phones. Lou, who's our tech engineer yeah, yeah. from way back when, my camera mechanism broke when there was an iPhone 5. We're up to 10, mm-hmm. 11, 12 now. iPhone 5. And I was trying to find someone on island to fix the camera mechanism. 
and we couldn't find it. And he said to me, you know, the camera here in this phone it's better. is better. <laughs> stuff around. <laughs> yeah. And so I've been doing hundreds and hundreds of shows that are up on TV from the phone. Good. So when we all see things out there, grab them. If you're in the middle of a, an event and they say you can video, feel free to video. S snag a little excerpt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I just finished taking Kat Tracy's class right here at Akaku. Um, it was just, I think, last weekend? The mobile class. The mobile class. And I learned so much about how to use your iPhone to, to capture um, the moment. Because I'm working with, this again, this beautiful cancer person who's walking with cancer. And I'm going to be with her. And I want to be able to be in the moment with my iPhone to be able to interview her or have her say something she wants to say in the moment. And so I realized I was going to get a camera person to do it with me. And I realized, oh, no, no, I got to learn this myself. And getting a camera person. I mean, I, so many people have come to me and say, Jason, can you videotape? Could you do a show? And I tell them, look, you're already armed with the tool. It's true. You the thing is the editing. Tool. You know, that's where I got. I'm, I don't, I'm not a um, Virgo. I can't concentrate on small things. So I need someone to help me with the editing, which takes a lot of precision. But... You know, that's... I understand. And like I say, with my eyesight getting more and more yeah, difficult. Yeah, me too. So I've learned to keep all that as simple as mm -hmm. I can. You mm -hmm. know, that thing about where's the beginning of the shot, where's the end of the shot. Yeah. If you deal with it as little sections and then put them together, it can be pretty easy. You can do it. Easy. It's a great sense of, sense of accomplishment. But you can see why I was talking about three different programs and more for editing to try to go from one to the next to the next, you kind of have to realize, where are you today? Am I at the TV station or am I over at the college? Because they use different systems. They do. And it's always financial. Like, yeah. why does Akaku do this this way? Because iMovie and Final Cut Pro, you buy and you own. Mm -hmm. Whereas at the college, people pay so many dollars per month to Adobe, a special rate, if you will. Yeah. But you pay, and you never own it. You're always renting it. I always see. Oh, renting. I see. And so that's better for the college as far as how to de deal with it with many people. Well, you know what Kat suggested? She said, um, and which I did, I got the app. It's called Filmic, F-I-L-M-I-C, Filmic Pro. And it's fourteen ninety nine, but it's worth it because it gives you, it allows you to focus right there with your camera and adjust the light. It gives you a times thing where you can watch, see how many minutes have gone by. And um, it's just a very high-end app for filming. Well, that's good and, to know. And easier to edit, too. Filmic. Filmic. F-I-L-M-I-C. K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. <laughs> no, well, no, 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 no. Filmic. That's Filmic. good to know. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Now, these classes here at Akaku, that's worthy of some mention. Totally. The college teaches, and they have a whole regime, and you can take them there. And I, I think it's $115 a credit. So that's one way to go for class. But here at Akaku, we have great classes here. Absolutely. Open to the public. Very talented. And there's people. a slight charge for some of them, but not, not, uh, you know, not prohibitive. Right. And then you get to use them right here. Exactly. And put your own shows on the air. And let people know when they're on. And you can have your own private, if you will, talk about remote viewing. Get, yeah. I used to think when I was doing shows and a lot of people didn't come, what a great thing because their heads weren't in the way when I was trying to videotape. Oh, funny. And then the afterburn, 
many, many, many people saw these things online and on on the air afterwards. Exactly. So, like I say, right now we're watching television uh, debates, presidential debates without audience. I couldn't watch that. Did you watch it? I the watched debates? a portion of it, Yikes. but after a while I felt I wasn't really gaining any any new insights. It wasn't like I saw, oh, Joe Biden, they say he has Alzheimer's and all this stuff. I didn't see any no, of that. No, no. And then we see Bernie. They both looked very vital. Yeah. I just don't like the, that com- competition that kind of – they've got to work together, and I don't know why they t- go to each other's jugular during the debate and then expect them all to work together like happy little campers after the election's yeah, over. They were pretty mild. That's what I saw. You really? They, I thought it was pretty oh, mild. Oh, okay. I heard it wasn't so mild. Max told me it wasn't so mild. Well, you know, they, they pick on each other like, hey, Joe. Didn't you say on the Senate floor yeah. that you should reduce Social Security? Mm-hmm. And Joe says, oh, no, I never did. So they weren't venomous. Then, no, I didn't oh, okay, think good. so. But good. again, uh, venomous, that somehow held by our current president. <laughs> we'll, give <him> that, <laughs> we'll give him that title. He, he wins that role. <laughs> he wins in that That's category. That's for sure. You know, I don't think there's anyone I've ever seen in the media that tries to, he defends himself before anyone accuses him. You know what he said, though, yesterday? He said he was going to put a woman in as vice president. He did make that announcement. You're talking about Joe Biden. Biden. And Bernie said pretty much the yeah, same thing. Yeah, I mean, thing. they'd yeah. better, for God's yeah. sakes. Well, again, My if, goal if in the life, choice is the woman and the woman is not as qualified as the man, then I don't see anything in doing that. But there sure are many, oh, many my candidates. God. I mean, I can't stand qualify. it every time I look uh, at the White House lineup. There's two women to every 12 men. You know, it's just across the board. They're not represented. I guess because I'm not a woman, I don't really. It's Women's focus History Month on. today, this month, Jason. It's March. Women's History Month. Look at the powerful women that have made this country what it is today. Well, you know, I, like I say, I don't look at men and women. I've had men on here, I've had women on here. But I appreciate that. But there's something about need- the feminine energy that they, if they were in control, if they had, if they, because we automatically follow our hearts, we're automatically more compassionate, just the way we're made. I mean, look at the, who does the rapes, the murders, the violence in this country, in this world. Not me. It's men. Well, 97, 98% men. Is that right? Absolutely. And then let's try, you know, the matriarchy worked well for most people. So let's put a woman in charge. Barack Obama said this, and I've said it many times here, and I said it at the show on at the Pro Arts, that a woman should rule every country on earth. And a woman should rule every endeavor on earth. Those are his almost exact words, every. So I thought, coming from Obama, and he did say, we need to have the white guys, the old white guys, need the white guys, the old guys, step back and let the women run the show for a while. And we'd have a quantum change in this country. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about that whole thing is the rule part. I keep thinking that. Well, he meant be the to, president. Oh, I understand, but people need to step up. I mean, to me, in this election process right now, the work isn't finding someone to vote for Bernie or Joe Biden or Trump. The thing is to get the young people to realize. Yeah that they need to be stepping up in greater numbers. Yeah. They're the ones that are going to be living this future. It's really true. And you know what they said in the, the press conference today with, with Trump is, I forget who which one of the medical people said it, but he, they said it's the millennials who are going to make the difference. It's the millennials who need to step up now, who are stepping up, and they're unafraid, and they're willing to get out there on the front lines because it is their world. 
But also, like in what you just said, there's all those millennials that need to be responsible, even though they themselves may not be as targeted by this virus. It's up to them to recognize exactly. the responsibility to not be the carriers. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said originally, being responsible without being in fear. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Because you can be young and be healthy, but um, be responsible yeah. to others. Like my partner, like I mentioned, my partner has is older and has some kind of health potential challenges. So even though I'm... I'm still mm-hmm. older. I tried a few. Well, I know your partner, and I know um, that she has. Um, she is surrounded by the light of God. She is totally protected. She totally gets who she is, and she's gonna can rise above. Oh yeah, I anything that, that's the face. But like her. I say, I just try to be careful because yeah. Ariel has been, you know, sick on occasion, and I yeah. just rather not give her that. Well, let's just send her a little good vibe right now. So I just want to say, Jason, the positive spin I want to see on this coronavirus is that it brings our world together over a common crisis. There's no black, white, good, bad, any of that. It's uh, the, uh, the, the breakthrough on this horrible breakdown could be bringing our global family together. I would love to see And that, that for me, would make it worth it well. It would make this somehow the shift happen. Yeah. Because everything gets very clear when people start dying around you and you start seeing our own humanity and what links us more than divides us. Well, and that's back to the, the Chinese. What seems bad is really, really good. Exactly. Our crisis is an opportunity. Yeah. 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 In fact, I just finished writing a magazine article for um, Neighbors of Wailea and McKenna. And it's about using our creativity and using this t- period of time to step forward with our gifts and talents and see what we can do to reshape the future, what we can do to make it better. That's would be a good use of our time. Yeah. So what do you do when you're not doing radio? What, what's, what are some of your personal passions? Oh, well, you know, I'm a nanny. I work part-time as a nanny um, for gas and groceries and because I love kids. And I think kids have kept me young all these years. And I don't have my grandchildren near me. So last night I was at the Four Seasons in must have, I bet this was a $5,000 a night suite. It was so luxurious that um, it was almost beyond the beyond and gorgeous views and the kids were actually pretty cute. And we walked the grounds and I fed them dinner and put them to bed and I made some cash. So that's one of the things I do. $5,000 I think so. Mm-hmm. That's what those little suites go for that are at the Fairmont that are on the water. They have their own little pool in the front. Yeah, it's, it's the 1%. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know they were that much money. I always thought, oh, just have one of those things down at the Kaolani. That'll be my office. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> $5,000 a night. I don't think I'm there. <laughs> for, for, the wow. plush, for the plusher quarters, yeah. That's amazing. I know. I know. What's amazing is that people pay that. You know, you could feed half of... Uh, Half of the town for somebody. Exactly. Well, that's how I felt about people putting all this money like Bloomberg into his, into his campaign. He could have been feeding those starving children on the border of Syria and Turkey who are freezing to death in the winter. And you still can, Mike, by the way. Yeah, no kidding. That just makes me crazy, all right. that money down the tubes. And all that money is uh, not even a day's worth of interest for somebody. I know, guys. I know. People need to get more generous. 
Can you imagine we've been sitting here an hour and an hour has flown? I know the feeling. You know the feeling. <laughs> I do. We have about a minute left. Okay. Is that right? A minute left. My goodness. I want to give you the floor, to, if I can, wow. to, to let you tell our audience what you'd like to leave them with. Okay. I think if we all got out of bed every morning and we're grateful for the first breath we took and for the sound of the birds and for the ocean waves and for our loved ones around us and focus there instead of the ain't it awful news of the day that we would be in a far better place physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So that's my recommendation. I like your recommendation. And I'm going to leave us all with, please come back next week and please be checking out all the shows here at KAKU. 88.5 FM. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. Amora St. John, thank you for joining us here today. And on Friday, make sure you watch at 11 o'clock, Amora's show. Thank you guys for joining us. We are so happy to be here with you. And we are leaving you. Aloha. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Aloha. Aloha.